my circle, who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try and make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to understand. Welcome to the next episode of Give Me My Crown Podcast. Give Me My Crown Podcast. We back at you again with another episode. We coming to you at 11 o'clock at night, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, once again, my name is Antonio. My name's Keith. And we got two guests in the building tonight. We got two guests on the podcast. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Justin over here. My name is Duran. How everybody doing? Let me say this, man. They ain't just guests. They family. You got Tonyo's little brother, Justin. We got Deron, that's a brother to us. Justin, like a little brother to me, too. So this family, this ain't just guests. And this podcast, we kind of, we just go, uh, it's going to be um, me, Justin, and Deron. We all joined the military at some point after high school. So this, uh, and we all joined different branches. So this podcast is going to be going into kind of, our experiences and what we dealt with through each different branch. And it just gives you a perspective from three different branches of the many branches of the military. So we're going to start off. Um, Anson, I know you weren't in the military. So from the civilian side, um, so first of all, so first of all, what we have if y'all was in the military, I was in the military. Like, so we're not going to say I won't in the military. I served my country well. All right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, so first of all, we go, uh, we're just going to introduce ourselves pretty much about uh, what branch we joined, what our job was in the military, and then we'll go on from there. Uh, Justin, you go first. Go ahead. Uh, name Justin. Joined the Army back in... 2014, just recently medically retired and here in 2023. Uh, drove trucks as 88 Mike, transitioned it over to the civilian side. So, good trade, good trade. All right, Deron? Uh, yeah, uh, decided to enlist in the Air Force, originally reserved in 2013. Um, that eventually transferred over to like active duty service for like six years. Currently at about to be year 10 on the 31st of this month. Um, rest of a reserve outside of that six. One in eight Bravo intelligence analyst targets here dealing with a lot of like drone planes, enemy targets, um, battle damage, stuff like that. All right. And as you know, we say the best for last. Um, as y'all know, my name is Antonio. Uh, as y'all previously heard me say, I was in the Marine Corps. Um, my job was a 1371, which is a combat engineer dealing with a lot of explosives, dealing with um, infantry a lot, uh, things like that. Had a, uh, had a deployment across the East Iraq and came back and now we here. So, and- Hello. Hold up, we got a question up? before we start. Question before we start. Tony up. I know what I'm you gonna ask. You know I ain't gonna answer it. I'm gonna ask you though. The people wanna know how many, how many bodies you catch in the military. You, you, you know I'm not gonna answer that question. So 
we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to go ahead and go to Anson. So you are a civilian. You're or you right. the only civilian out of us three. So from a civilian standpoint, what questions do you have either as one question for all three of us or a question for each branch? Okay. I'm going to ask this question to Deron and Justin, not you. All right. The Marines say they're the best, they're the most elite out of all y'all. Is that true? Absolutely not. Deron? Play the fifth. Play the fifth. All right. So. No, nah, I'm, I'm not going to argue on this. I'm not going to. I mean, everybody got, everybody's got their, their perks. Okay. But in terms of like actual like, I'll put it like this: the way the military is now, the way it used to be, the Marines they probably are more of a ready for us. So I give them that. Okay, okay. So, Justin, you so gonna, I, gonna give them that too? You said what? You gonna give them that too, or you just gonna say nah? Nah, I don't think they the most elite, honestly. So I so so I will go ahead and throw this out there. When you when you Google the world's finest fighting force, uh, I'm just gonna say um, we all know what comes up. So I'm pretty sure uh, it's gonna say crayon eaters in so, the in the results in Google. But okay, if if okay, you say that if it does say that, what what, what is what is a crayon eater? You said what is a crayon eater? Y yes, a marine. Prove my point. All right, next question, Ace. No, what's the, what's, let's go in depth. What's a crayon either? Like the average civilian doesn't know this. So every so everybody's saying it about the military because or about the Marines because they say the Marines are, I guess you could say not the smartest, um, not the smartest branch, but it's also one of it is, it is the toughest branch to get into. It is the only branch where you have to go through boot camp if you come from another branch. From the Marine Corps, you can go to the Army and just join the Army. Marine Corps, you can go to the Air Force, Navy, just join the Navy. Any other branch where you come into the Marine Corps, you have to go through Marine Corps boot camp. Okay. So it is known. It is the toughest. Uh, it is the toughest boot camp. Um, boot camp is 13 weeks long. I think the Army's the same thing, 13 weeks long. Um, oh, it's 10 weeks long. Okay. So 10 weeks long for the Army now. They died. Uh, dwindle that down a little bit because used to I think it used to be thirteen weeks from not mistake. No, it's always ten unless you go infantry. Then you there you stuck there for like sixteen weeks. Oh, okay. All right. Now, what what other next question, answer? I know I know you feel with questions. I'm gonna start by saying this, Antonio. We are not gonna take shots at the other branches <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> We're gonna respect the other branches. It's gonna be equal respect. So don't start <laughs> taking shots. Oh, I got shots for every, or I got respect for every branch, but people in the military, they, they know how it go. I'm used to it. <laughs> so, Deron, when it comes to the Navy, man, like, tell me, like, is it is that being on the ship all the time, or is that being on base? Yeah. Like, you said what? Yeah, Air, Air Force. Force. Air Force, my bad. Man. I keep thinking Navy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, said, man. My bad. Air Force. So even yeah. with the Air Force, like I think about the the the, the, the ships out there. You know what I'm saying? With the with the planes flying off of it. Yeah. Is that Air Force? Uh nah. So some of them can be. You thinking more, I think more F 18s Those okay. are like Navy. those are Navy jets. Okay. Uh Air Force. 
we got our own. We got like the F-16s, the F-22s, the 35s, the B-1s, the bombers, all the little ones that look like stuff you see on X-Men and stuff like that. Those are ours. But yeah, the Navy, they had their own in the Army. Those They got like the helicopters and stuff like that. So, okay. so everybody, got their, everybody has aircraft. It's not just one specific thing, but yeah. Okay. I know I hear a lot of disrespect on the Air Force. Like they call y'all the Chair Force, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. what are you doing that? now? Well, because a lot of our positions are more dealing with like stuff. Like I say, my job is intel. So yeah, I am behind a a computer, but it requires a higher level of intelligence to be able to do it. So I'm I'm not I'm not coming for nobody. I'm not taking no shots. I'm really not. But no, because like job, you have to be able to like do certain uh, like equations, and you can't like you have to do them on the spot, stuff like that. For like battle damage you have to like be able to assess how much percentage of a building will be destroyed from like a certain bomb and stuff like that. Okay. It's just stuff like you have to be able to see stuff and sometimes in 3D and like evaluate if it's like the right target. So I mean yeah we do do a lot of work sitting in the chair and I mean if you find honestly if you find a jet you sit in the chair it's a cockpit but yeah but I mean like I say with respect to like the Army and Air Force we don't have like a lot more all the you know um, you know, infantry and, you know, more like on the boots on the ground, like they say, positions they do. We have like special weather operations and like tack P's and stuff like that, but not as many as they do. So that's why they call it that. It's more, you know, behind the scenes stuff, I guess you could say. Okay. Do y'all get the same boot camp they get or is it different boot camp? How does that work? It's different. And that's why that's why I do I did give the Marines their props earlier. Because I cannot imagine running three miles for a PT test every year of my life. I cannot do that. Uh, so I I know, I think y'all do run three miles. And I don't, Justin Speed is, ours is just a mile and a half. Um, and it's just different things you can do. You can, like, carry, like, dumbbells. They got this new thing. You can run shuttles now. So um, ours is, I'm not going to lie, it's not hard. If you're in decent shape, you should be able to pass it. Um and Tony, I let him speak to his because I know theirs are probably rough. Justin, the arms is probably a little harder too. So, okay, so Justin, tell me about y'all basic training. Like, tell, give me a little bit about army life. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, to me, honestly, it wasn't too hard because I mean, when I like I said, I went in straight out of high school, so I played sports literally all my life, so I was in pretty decent shape. I mean, besides from literally getting yelled at like every single day like it's really not that difficult if you just sit there and pretty much just sit there and listen they tell you everything that you need to do so if you can't figure it out or if you mess up in any shape or form me personally that is a hundred percent your fault because it's not hard at all to some people it's hard for like now now basic training it ain't got up to me and the stuff that I've been hearing and seeing. It got a little sissified because they can't get yelled at no more. Can't have a shark attack when they first get there anymore. Uh, you can't smoke soldiers no more in basic training, like yeah. past ten. So I'm just like, I mean, I don't know what they got going on, but I mean, whoever wants to join, by all means, go for it. It's a great job, great career. Had great opportunities once you get out. So, ain't too, too bad. I know you drove trucks while you was in there. Like, what size trucks did you drive? You said what kind? 
what yeah, what kind, what size were they? Like what did you carry? Stuff like that. Um, you got like five tons, which is like your basic uh it's like your it's like a cargo truck, honestly. You got your Humvees, which is pretty much like a Jeep. Uh you got your uh nine fifteens, which is pretty much your eighteen wheelers. So those ain't really too bad. We got our uh we got LHSs, which is a low handling system. We carry containers with those, or might pick up a flat rack, and you might be carrying ammo or whatever supply load onto it, or whatever, uh, whoever you're taking it to, whatever they need, honestly. And then you got your hits. I mean, you got your yeah, you got your hits, which is your um, it's like an it's like an eighteen wheeler, but. It's a lot bigger and a lot more complicated to drive. But they carry, like, your vehicles, like your tanks and stuff like that. And then pretty much it besides, like, the fuel trucks and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory to carry fuel and then fill up other units and stuff like that. So, I mean, it ain't too, too bad. Carry ammo, carry containers, uh, might carry some of the supply stuff. And things like that. So I mean, it ain't too too bad. Okay, you carry like missiles, nuclear weapons, and stuff like that. Uh, we have no. We don't carry nuclear weapons okay, or missiles. Can... I think the biggest that we carry is tank rounds. Okay. All right. Just pull a uh, real quick. Did you ever pull a uh, a Patriot battery? No. You got okay. I just that's one of I'm gonna go back to Deron real quick. So Deron came across my mind. You, you did Intel, right? Sir. And you talked about like you got calculated bombs and stuff like that. How much of a building will blow up? I'm gonna ask the question. You ever blow some buildings up? What's up? Did you ever blow some buildings up? I mean, I have help plan to do some stuff like that. I can't you, get too much details in Okay, it, I got you, got you. Because I'm about to start asking you how many bodies you caught now. I'm about to, I'm about to ask questions. <laughs> you can get confirmed kills in my job, but I don't, you know, it's not like, oh, there, Antonio, you shoot people right and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, listen, man, a kill a kill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I drop a bomb on somebody, you shoot somebody through a wall, it's the same thing. I mean, that's true. I will say some of the stuff that's happened recently can be contributed to like Air Force Intel. I'm not saying I did it. Yeah. But like I don't know if y'all remember that whole like during COVID that Sula money strike that was kind of like a Air Force intelligence type of thing. But okay. Yeah. So basically, the army and the army and the Marines they need your intel. What you saying? It helps. It does help. Okay. I mean, they got like their own like stuff that they deal with like on. Okay. All right. Let's get to the Marines now. Tony, are you ready to talk? You ready? Uh, so, boot camp in the Marines is Angola. That shit is hard. Um, it is, uh, thir- like I said, 13 weeks long. Deron said earlier, you got to do three miles. You got to do that three miles in under 28 minutes, I believe. Um, got to do 100 sit ups. 20 pull-ups max. Um, they also just at or before I got out, probably like my third year, I think they implemented what's called a CFT test, which is a combat fitness test. During that test, you got to do a bunch of combat related 
activities. You got to throw a grenade. You got to lift ammo cans. You got to run. And it's more like a sprint. So it's more like a, I guess, a combat ready, like stuff you would actually do in combat. Cause like in combat, you're not running three miles, but you might sprint 400 meters, 500 meters. So stuff like that, where you got to do it. And then with that one, you got to do that in your full gear. Whereas the PT test, you're doing it in shorts, t-shirt, and tennis shoes. Um, but it was, like I said, it was hard. It was hard physically, mentally, and emotionally. I ain't gonna lie. Um, and like I said, after that, we have MOS schools or after boot camp or actually after. So every Marine after boot camp has to go to what's called MCT. And that's, uh, if I'm not, I think it's serious for Marine Corps training, Marine Corps combat training, something like that. But it's literally 22 days in the field where you shoot every kind of gun there is. You're, you're learning how to live in the field. You're doing things like that. So you're in the field for 22 days straight. And I, like I said, a 22 days shooting all ammo, doing land navigation, you do whatever. Then after that, you go to what's called MOS school. But MOS, like I said, was combat engineer. So I dealt with a lot of explosive, a lot of building explosives, uh, disarming explosives, uh, different things like that. Also, also we did a lot of deconstruct or construction and also demolition. So we have to, it's a lot of mathematics and calculation that goes into all this stuff. Cause you got to know how far to stand back from the blast. You got to know how much, uh, how much, I guess explosive to put in certain stuff, how much of a how much damage each explosive does, what each explosive can be used for, because you can use some explosives on the door, but some go on a wooden door, some go on a metal door. You gotta know where to put it, some just go on the hinges, some go on the damp on the locking mechanism. It's, so it's different things you gotta you gotta know what to use, which explosive to use, and how pro- how to use it properly. How far you gotta stand back, things like that. Okay, so basically, you blew up stuff, right? Yes. All right, you you blew doors up, you blew whole buildings up. What did you blow up? Now we so our so we blow up is more for breaching. So okay, gotcha. we blow up fences. We have we do have uh, this uh, we do have one explosive is called uh, Bicklet. I forgot it's MCLC. I forgot what it, exactly what it stands for, but it's over thirteen hundred pounds of C four because yeah. a block of C four weighs a pound. So it's essentially over thirteen hundred blocks of C four stranded together, and that's okay. to clear out like entire minefields. But like, yeah, like when we use explosives, we're using them mainly for breaching to, to get through something. Because, uh, like I said, we do a lot with the infantry. So if the infantry can't get which why essentially it's why we go on a lot of um, a lot of uh, missions with the infantry because if the infantry can't get through it or go over it, we can build bridges or we'll blow it up so they can get through it, and then obviously at that point we continue. With it. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna switch this to a little bit of civilian life now. I'm gonna start with you, Antonio. Do you feel like your training in the military helps you in your everyday life now? It depends on which aspect you're talking about. When you're talking yeah, about it. So as far as awareness, yes. Like I'm well, I don't know if that helps me, but I'm I'm very aware of stuff now. Like more than I ever was be- even before I went to 
fuck with Tyrax. I came back from Iraq. Like, I'm very aware of, like, everything now. And everything is like, it's like a heightened alert for everything. Um, the, the explosive part can transfer over depending on what job you do. Because you could do stuff like, there's stuff with federal agencies such as ATF. They deal with a lot of explosives. A lot of police departments have bomb squads. They deal with a lot of explosives. So stuff like that, yes. As far as um, everything else, sort of, maybe. Like the construction part, you do learn a lot. You do learn a good amount of construction. So that definitely uh, that definitely helps somewhat because you learn, you know, it's, it's not like high tech, but it's basics. And as you see today with my uh, DIY shelf in my garage, you know, some of that some of that translated over. Okay. And I will say like the awareness part, we we literally fight over whose back is not going to be to the door all the time. We go out to eat like, I need that yeah. seat. I, I want that seat. You want that seat. So, yeah. Yeah, Just, the state 48. And I'm like, nah, not, like, nah I'm, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> so going to you, Justin, is your training help you in your everyday life or... Uh, so I will say, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that translated over, honestly. Uh, just like Tony said, when I went to Afghanistan, like before I went, like I was, wasn't like a hundred percent always like aware of everything. But since I went to Afghanistan, came back, definitely a lot more aware of, of everything, especially in my surroundings, especially like now with the jobs that I'm doing now, drive trucks. Like like I said before, that transfers over to the civilian life. So everything I pretty much learned in the army dealing with trucks transferred that over to the civilian world. So I mean it's not really not too too bad. I mean it's a lot of stuff that can it's a lot of stuff that can translate over to the civilian world and stuff like that. And then I think one of the like biggest things now that I, that I probably carried over the most from the military is being probably being on time for like literally everything. Cause like now, even though I'm out the military, been out since like April, it's just like I hate being late for stuff. Okay, like. So, I mean, you kind of get that, once you're in the military, you get out, you kind of get that feeling to, like, you got to be somewhere at a certain time, you want to be there probably 15 or 30 minutes early before you yeah. got to be there. Why was Tony making faces? I ain't trying to be late. To, I ain't trying to be late to places, so I like to be on time. And my own time is, like, 15 minutes early. Oh, nah. If I, you, tell me, you tell me to be there at 6 o'clock, shoot. Depending on what the event is, I might be there at six fifteen, six thirty. That don't sound very good. Yeah. Der- and Deron, on the other hand, you tell him to be there at six o'clock. He Hold might on, show we're not up taking shots. We're not taking shots. We're not taking shots. I apologize for tonight. Like I said, my situation, I got nails. I got to be versatile, so so I apologize for that. But yeah, you, you got me. You got it. It's- so, Deron, what about you? How, does your military experience transfer over to civilian life? Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know, it gave me more of a sense of dedication and, like, you know, being 
I mean, I already had a hot defense of loyalty, but it just strengthened that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to leave your next man hanging, leave him behind. So, you got like the wingman concept. You always want to make sure you're dead. Like, if you, you know, even if you're sick, if you're willing enough to get your body there to like do the job, then you show up. Um, you know, I don't like to, you know, have somebody like trying to overcompensate because I'm not available. Um, in terms of like the workforce, uh, I took a position because of like some of the benefits over it because the credentials that come with being Intel, you can have like a very good contracting spot in DC or something like that. They okay. pay very well if you got like the appropriate clearance for it. Like even right now, what I'm doing, like my private uh contracting gig I got now, I can get access to like certain places, like a FBI office in Chesapeake that other people in the company they can't go to. So uh, it definitely does have its perks when you like look at it from that that side of it. Okay. All right. A lot of good information going on right now. All right. So another question. This was Justin Antonio. If Marine and somebody in the army got in a fight, who gonna win? Just saying. <laughs> Who had, the video. I'm just asking, who's going to win? You seen, who had, you seen the video? Uh, I'm talk, we, I ain't we talking don't. about y'all. I'm talking about in general, like, with the training y'all get, who's going to win in combat? Honestly, I, honestly, I think, like, like all, all BS aside, I think the Marines are, are more, are more um, fit for hand-to-hand combat than the Army. Like, no BS. Like even if I, if, if I won't in the Marine Corps, I would say that. But I think the Marine Corps is is more trained and well fit for hand to hand combat. Ain't the Navy SEALs above the Marines, right? Yes, but the, if if you look, so, so what do you, what do you mean above? Like they more like trained, like they yeah. special forces. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're special forces. Yeah, every okay, every, every branch. Has, because because if you look at the, the Marine, Army has the Rangers, we, Air Force we has paratroopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Rangers ain't really special forces, honestly. Paratroopers and SWAT, like yeah. special weather operations teams. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and the Marine Corps has MARSOC and essentially part of the Navy SEALs because I don't know if you noticed, the Marine Corps is part of the, is a branch of the Navy. I know that. See, that's, that's good information. Yeah, so we're we're technically under the navy. We're our okay. own branch essentially, but we're a branch of the navy, if that makes sense. Okay. But with, no, with special with, uh, with the with the navy seals, anybody can join the navy seals. But you have <laughs> to like you got you got enlist because you got marines that can join the navy seals, um, and any uh, any kind of any rank. Or I think you might have to be a certain rank, but you got to go obviously through their training, through their hill week, and um, yeah, I heard their training was uh, brutal. And you got to get selected. Then Goggins fell yeah, like three a... times. Huh? Like you can? Then David Goggins fell like three times or something like that. I think he failed. I think he. Failed. I think he failed it because of injury, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think he yeah. kept getting injured. And you can but, go through that training too, but if you don't make the selection team, you pretty much just went through training, and ain't get you you ain't about to do nothing with them. 
So I, I got a question for y'all. If y'all had to redo it again, would y'all, would, first of all, would y'all join and would y'all join the same branch? And would it be the same job? I would. Okay. I would, I would, I would join, but it wouldn't be the same. It, uh, it'll probably be the same branch, but it wouldn't be the same job. Okay. What about you, Deron? I would, I would have joined the same branch in the same job, but I probably would have went active duty first instead of like going reserve and then transition active duty. I would have done. Okay. Like, would you have changed? Because I know you. I get Paul. I, I know I you started a little bit later. Would you have joined straight after high school if you could go back and change it? Uh, I probably would. Cause I have a whole lot less debt than I have now with my degree, so I probably would have, yeah. Okay. And was the Air Force your first choice? Yes. Well, no, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't. Actually, well, so I went to like the military recruiting office, and every time I went there, the uh, Air Force recruiter was never there. So that's why that's that's the one that I can say that they were selective. They are very selective about who they take. But so, um, what was your first choice? The army. I went and talked to the okay. army. I didn't even take my ASVAB through the Air Force. I took my ASVAB through the army because they sent me. They signed me up three days later. They sent me to take the ASVAB, and then they called me like the next day, like, "Oh, we can send you off tomorrow to be an air traffic controller." And I was like, oh, "That sounds legit." Then I started doing some research, and then there was a whole lot of unfavorable things that were coming up. I mean, I'm not knocking air traffic controllers, but they say that's like one of the most stressful jobs you would ever have. So I was like, I don't know about that. But um, so then I took my stuff over to the Air Force Reserve Tutor. He was like, Oh, I got the perfect position for you. I can get you like a whole lot of stuff that'll help you. So I was like, Okay, well, show me what you got. And it was like, We went from there. I never thought about the Navy because I can't swim. So that's just the thing with that. Okay. And the Marines, you got to be able to swim too. So, yeah. oh, you ain't got to Justin, swim. What was your Marines. first choice? Hold up, hold up. You say you got to be able to swim to be in the Marines. Antonio, is that true? You got to be able to survive in the okay. water. I know that much. I you have to that. be able to. You have to be able to survive. I will. I, I, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> You do not have to be an excellent swimmer to join the Marine Corps. To join any special forces, I think you got to be an excellent swimmer for any special yeah. forces. Yeah, you do. Justin, was the Army your first choice? No. What was your first choice? Uh, my first choice was was the Marines. Oh, okay. What? That's what I thought. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> Justin, you said what? I didn't know that. Was a Marine because I wanted, uh, like since I when I graduated high school, before I graduated, actually, before I graduated high school, freaking I wanted to join the Marines, didn't know what I wanted to do. I was flipping back and forth between reserve and active duty, wanted to go infantry, and then I wanted to go possibly to their MARSOC or to somebody's special forces units because I mean, I had that. I mean, I was fresh out of high school, so I mean, might as well. Like, won't do nothing else, so might as well try to go. But I mean, it never really fell into my, never really fell into my hands. I never really asked about it when I went active duty in the army when I switched from the National Guard. So, 
But now I'm kind of glad I didn't go, but kind of still regret it a little bit. So not that's going. a good, that's a good point, Jess. I'm I, you answered you actually answered one of my questions. Can you switch branches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yes, can switch branches. You, uh, you can, but it it just it's depends. Different. There's different so like stipulations if, to each of them. So, like, if you're going from the Army to the Marines, if you are a... If you're an E5 in the Army and you try to go to the Marines, for one, you're going back to basic, and for two, you're probably going back down to E2 because they don't take NCOs. But, what so does that, now... What does that tell you? You said what? I said, what does that tell you? I said, I don't know. Uh, it's just a question. I was just, just saying if, if you had an answer for it. Well, if you're going from the Army to the Air Force, that's kind of hard to do because a lot of the times the Air Force is not taking prior service. That Or that's what they'll probably tell you. The Navy, you don't really know. So. Yeah, because the Air Force is uh, Air Force, a lot. Some of the jobs in the Air Force, a lot of jobs in the Air Force, you got to actually have a degree to to get into those jobs because okay. a couple of years ago, I actually thought about rejoining and switching over to the air force because back to the original question, if I had to, re- if I had to do it all over again at the age I was, I would have joined the Marine Corps still. If after 25 ish, I would have joined the air force like hands down. Rejoin. Um, yeah, actually, I actually thought about rejoining back in 20, about rejoining. 20, 2016, 2017, I think. Absolutely not. <laughs> How are you going to rejoin, man? You too disabled to rejoin. You, you can take back in service and come back. You can do nah, that. I'm talking about just disabled. Like, man, oh, yeah, now. Yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I couldn't rejoin if I wanted to now. My body so man, that out. man had ringing in his ear so bad. Like, he can't do nothing. <laughs> But yeah, it, it is. You can you can rejoin or and you can go switch branches. Would you recommend the military to other people? It depends on what you're looking for, right? And and it depends on why you would join. I have a bunch of I have a bunch of like because you know I work with kids a lot, so and I mentor a lot of kids. Have a lot of kids telling me they want to join they want to join the military. My first question is, why do you want to join the military? And their answers vary all over the place, and some of the answers are just wild. Um, a lot of them say, "Oh, I want to, I, I want to live real life Call of Duty." Like, I kid you not, that is their answer. And they think it's fun. So I tell them, like, you may think that sounds fun. It's fun on Call of Duty when when you can respond in real life. You ain't responding. You ain't responding. was <laughs> real, and I know resurgence in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I for from my perspective i think it depends on why you want to join if you want to join strictly because of money no but a caveat to that there is it does open up doors when you get out as far as um as far as other jobs as far as you know other other stuff related to money but um i want to go into a lot of all of that but it is it, it can't open up other doors. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to piggyback off of this, though. The injuries that you have now, you would do it all over again with those same injuries. 
You said, would I do it all over again? With the same injuries you have now, knowing you're going to get those injuries, you still do it. Probably. Cause simply because, especially when I was in Iraq, like you experience things you will never, ever, like ever again experience in life. Like it's literally, like when people say it's a once in a lifetime experience, it was literally a once in a lifetime experience. Okay. All right. You said that because he getting paid. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. Nah, I, take, nah, I ain't gonna say that. That's not. Nah. I mean, hey. I ain't gonna lie. You earn what you earn, though. I mean, I don't know if you asked me that, but I say that. But I can still. I don't have any. I haven't. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I guess it's a reason they called the chair for us because I never went to the. I haven't went to the VA for anything yet. So. Is this? Deron, you just messed yourself up. So Deron, what's up? You never eat on MREs or nothing like that. No, I have done that. I, okay. I, I went to Kuwait and we had to do like the little whole little travel thing. It's not like, you know, being stuck out in the desert, you know, sleeping in tents and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, we have had MREs. I went to Kuwait and was in the, one of the same places that Justin was at. Um, you know, being out there stuck during COVID. So, I mean, yeah, I had been to five star hotels. But I was at Cap Air, John. I was at one of y'all's spots, so it wasn't a five star hotel. But oh, trust me, I know that ain't no five. I'm but, about, I mean, like, it's... when y'all go to the field, do y'all stay in five star hotels? You was over at uh, I forgot where you was at. You was over there at what Triple A B? I don't know where you was. That I was, was in. Nice. I was in AJ and uh, I was in Ali too. I ain't gonna lie. When I, I went to when I went to Kuwait, we was in Kuwait for two days. We stayed at, a, I think it was an army base, nicest base I've ever been to. It was called like, uh, I think it was Camp Virginia, maybe. Nicest base I have ever been to. Then we go to Iraq and we sleeping in a old rundown raggedy school. <laughs> Last question I got. Let's go for it. This is a question for everybody: the best food you had in the military? Uh, best food? I ain't gonna lie. When I was in Iraq. Like, they fed us good because a lot of the food over there was sponsored from uh, people over here. So if we, when we traveled to um, – we were, I was I was in a certain spot in Ramadi. We did a lot of um, – we went out on a lot of stuff. But there was another spot in uh, Iraq called Al-Assad. Al-Assad, when I was over there, was – at Whoa. that point was like – it was like paradise because we was there for our last two weeks. And we got there, we were like, damn, like, this how y'all living? Like, like we was shot. Like we was like, damn, like y'all been living like this the whole time. Like, I stay over here for a year if I could live like this, huh? That's why I joined the Air Force. I'm afraid of that way. (laughs) (laughs) What was your best meal, Deron? Uh, I'm trying to think of. It was some restaurant. So it was in Kuwait, and we got like we were able to leave when I got back from. uh, I had to go to. Union 3, which is in Iraq, before they shut it down. And when I got back, I got to go to, uh, we got a little country liberation, little, that they call it, I don't know what they call it. We got to go out to, like, the Avenues Mall in Kuwait. It's, like, it's actually probably better than any mall in the U.S., I'll be honest to tell you. But we went to some kind of, I want to say it was a Middle Eastern restaurant. And it was it was nice. It was expensive, but it was nice. So. Okay. Yeah, the food was really good. What about you, Justin? Uh, I probably would have to say Afghanistan, honestly, because, like, the uh, 
So we had like a little compound with an R5, but this compound was like very restricted for you got like you got like your eight like your secret agents like CIA and all them type of up that alleyway in there. So like I mean we'll do favors for them. It's time to time and then in return they'll invite us onto their compound to eat dinner and stuff like that and they have their own chefs that cook the food in front of you. So that was pretty dope. Right. And then plus and then plus like our defect we had different stuff every night. Fridays was probably like my favorite because it was steak and lobster night. So it's amazing. That I'm not gonna lie. When I was in, when I we were on a mission, we were on like a I think it was a two or three week mission in Iraq. We was on a remote base, and it was chow hall. It was we would eat MREs and you know quick lunches, whatever. And the I, I think it was the Iraqis bought us some chicken. I don't know if I was just hungry or that was the best chicken I ever ate in my life. He was hungry. But I probably was because I hadn't ate no real food in like two weeks. But they bought us that chicken. We tore the chicken, the best chicken I ever ate in my life. And I think that was the first time I got food poisoning. <laughs> and one thing I will probably... Got food on tour. Justin have some, yeah, I think he has some technical difficulties. Well, there you go. He, he back. Yeah. What was you saying, Justin? Uh, one thing I will say, though, probably, actually, it ain't no probably, it's a fact. I was in Kuwait. I, 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 I'm going to say this, and, like, I probably, like, I do 100% agree with this. When I was in Kuwait, the best apple juice I ever had in my life. It's like crack. Because it's sugar-free. It's sugar-free apple juice. It's sugar-free apple juice. So, like, anything, any juice that's sugar-free, especially over there, it's amazing. They did also have another thing I, I thought was interesting over there. They got... Uh, they got alcoholless beer. Oh yeah, zero so, yeah. percent Heineken and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like in the, like in the chow hall, they they give they'll give you yeah. beer, but it has no alcohol in it. I never tasted it because I don't like beer, but apparently it tastes like beer with no alcohol in it. Yeah. Oh no, we had that. No, we had that. It was in the trenches. <laughs> All right. So I think we gave people enough, man. So tell you what we got to do before we get off of here. So like you, like you said, we gave enough. There's plenty more we can give, we can, we can throw out there. We'll definitely come back with another episode for So we can do a part two, three, four, five. We're going forever with this. So that we'll definitely be back. But as y'all know, every time before we get off, you know, you know, we always handed out crowns. So we got to so, hand Justin the crown. We got to hand Deron the crown. Yep. So yeah. Thank y'all. And Anytime, as we all, 
Y'all know, as we always say, this is more than a podcast. We handing out crowns. Hand them out. Hand them out. Hey, who the realest in my circle? Who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try to make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to...